I do want to go to the word of the Lord tonight. I, uh, I, I pray that what I feel in my spirit could be translated to where you are tonight. And I've had a deep stirring in my heart all day today. And I want us to go to the word of the Lord in Acts chapter 16. We'll begin reading at verse 25. It says, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakening out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they, they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all his, straightway. Tonight, for a little while, I want to preach to you what I feel led by the Holy Ghost to share with you tonight, this message. I must be saved. I must be saved. You see, it's not a matter of, should I be saved? It is, I must be saved. At all costs, no matter what, my salvation is everything. The word of God said, what doth it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? This is our lives that we are talking about. Our life beyond this present world. It's not enough to just say that I'm a Christian and, and listen to Christian radio. It's not enough to wear a WWJD bracelet and a shirt. It's so much more than that. I cannot treat this life. Like it is the game of life where I spin the wheel and my car moves forward and, and I see what kind of career I'm going to have and I spin again to see what kind of wife I'm going to have and spin again to see how many children I'm going to have and wind up at the end of it all with a mansion or a shed. But it really does not matter because at the end of the day I can fold it all up, put it back in the box and open it again and start all over again the next day. And everything turns out completely differently. The decisions I have made and am making and will make, they matter. There will be choices, but where is the one that stands today and said, it's really not an option. It's not die or live. It's not saved or not saved. It's I must be saved. I can't afford in this hour to have a form of godliness. I can't afford to just simply be a hearer of the word. I've got to be a doer also. I can't afford to wait 
for a better opportunity. I can't wait until we're all back in a service together and everything's going perfectly and and the music's working right and, and everybody's on key and everybody's hitting the right notes and everything's going the way that it should be going and pastor preaches the right word. But sometimes that's how we think that church should be. I saw a video of someone, it was kind of comical, going to a drive through church service. And he pulls up and there's a guy there and he says, well, what kind of church would you like to have today? Would you like Hillsong worship? Would you like some, some black gospel? Would you like this or that? And and the person in the car says, well, I think I'd like this kind of music today. And he says, okay, well, which preacher would you like? We've got these four preachers you can choose from. Which one would you like to order today? And the guy says which kind that he wants and he goes about and three or four other people are there and all of them giving their own preference of what church should be like. But you hear me tonight, when you are hungry, and I mean truly hungry, you do not complain about your preferences. You don't throw the burger back and say, well, I'm I'm really hungry, but I, I don't like mayonnaise. Because you see, the reason some people haven't gotten what they want from God yet is because they keep turning it away because they feel like it's not what they ordered. It's not what they wanted and how they wanted it presented. And I have news for you tonight. You are not truly hungry. You are not truly desperate because when you are hungry, you will eat anything. Ask the prodigal son, when you are hungry... You eat with pigs. When you are hungry, you stop and think about where you are and say, man, if if I was just in my father's house, if I was back at home with him, even the servants eat better than this. I can't wait until everything goes my way before everything finally. Uh, now I know where I stand with God. There are a lot of my questions that can go unanswered at the end of my life. But the one I can't afford to have a question about is whether I am saved or not. But I've seen it so many times. Faithful saints of God, they come to the end and, and they'll, they'll say things like, well, did I do all that I could do? Did I reach out to as many people as I possibly could? Did, did I do enough to be saved? I remember when I visited with Sister Madden, a precious saint of God, Several years ago before she passed away and she was so ill and I, I was visiting with her and she said, Brother Landon, I just pray that I've done enough to make it. I pray that I've done enough to, to see those streets of gold and to see my Savior face to face. Even Brother Kilgore, just a few months before he passed away, he, he had called Pastor and asked to meet with him and Pastor had brought me with him and we sat there at Starbucks with Brother Kilgore and I watched as Brother Kilgore began to talk to Pastor with tears rolling down his face and he said, Brother Hughes, I just pray that I've done enough to make it. I've prayed I've done all that I can do to see him. And it's amazing, these faithful saints of God, these faithful people that even at the end of their life are still at that place where they're saying, I, I just want to make sure that I'm saved. I just want to make sure that my heart is right, that I've done all that I could possibly do to be saved. 
You hear me if I never know all of the whys in my mind and, and how, how has this happened, God? And why did you let this happen? And, and when will the time be right? That's okay as long as I know that I am saved. John said, I will have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Why? Because it's so important that my children are saved. This is not how how long halt ye between two opinions. This is not you have to choose heaven or you have to choose hell. Believe me, I know the choices that I make in life will ultimately determine where I end up in eternity. But you hear me tonight. When I consider that there are two options as far as heaven and hell is concerned, to me, in my mind tonight, there are not two options. The only option I've got to keep before me is that I must, I must, I must be saved. Every day I have to make sure that my life aligns with the Word of God. I'm not worried about what religion I am tonight or what religion you might be. I'm worried tonight, are you saved? Have you been born again? Have you obeyed His Word and His commandment? Have you forsaken all others? Have you cast down every weight and sin? Have you picked up your cross and carried it and denied yourself? Have you looked at the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation and used it as a foundation to build your life upon. You hear me tonight. I don't have time to go around debating with you. I don't have time to bribe you and pull you. And I cannot and God will not force you. But you had better get this book out and get on your knees again and know without a shadow of a doubt that you're saved. You better open this book up again and read it and make sure you've done everything that you can because time is not always promised to us some of us may not even see tomorrow we may leave tonight we may go to sleep tonight and never wake up again here at this earth and i know the preacher said you were saved i know when you said the prayer at the end of that service that day they declared that everyone in there was saved but i've got to know without a shadow of a doubt that I am saved and I've got to make sure that it is by this book in the book of Acts they wanted to know what shall we do we want this they said we need to know how to be saved we want to know that we are ready because I've lived thinking that what I had was the real thing I've spent a lot of time thinking what I was doing was right But since I've been around you people, and we've seen you speaking in another language, we've seen the change in your character. We have noticed you don't walk the way that you used to walk. We've been paying attention to you, and you don't talk and walk the way that you used to. We've noticed some things in your life have changed, and now now we're desperate, and we're hungry, and we want the change in our life too. So I ask you, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them in Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of 
of you. Not some of you over here do it this way, and some of you over here can do it this way, and some of you over here don't even have to do it if you don't want to. No, he said if you want to be saved, if you want to know what to do, you've got to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Save yourself. I've got to make sure that I am right with God. Mom and dad can't make sure that I'm all prayed up. Pastor can't make sure that I'm at church every time I need to be there. I need to make up in my mind right now in this moment. I must be saved. The good news is still the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the good news is still for you today. He said you've got to repent. It takes finding a place, finding an altar, finding a bench, finding a coffee table, finding a couch, or the side of your bed where you can kneel down and say, God, I've done some things that I'm not proud of. God, there's some things in my life that I want to change. I've read your word and I see where I need to repent of my sins. God, so will you forgive me? God, will you give me the strength to walk away from this addiction, to walk away from this thing that I'm dealing with, this attitude that I have, this anger that's built up inside of me. God, I can't go back to that way of life anymore. Listen, I'm not talking about a cute little soft prayer where you say, oh Lord, forgive me. I'm talking about that death that takes place when you repent of your sins. That you not just sit there and pray, but you say, I've got to turn and walk away from that life. We are good at saying we're sorry to God. We're good at saying, I'm sorry I shouldn't have done that because we get a guilty conscience and we just want to say we're sorry so we feel like we've done our part. But I'm talking about somebody who comes weeping, who Come saying, oh God, forgive me. God, for I have sinned. God, and I have fallen short of the glory of God. God, would you wash me, God? Would you clean my heart, Lord, and forgive me from my past? God, give me an opportunity to start over. And that is what God is calling us to do again today, to repent. He said, every one of you have got to be baptized in Jesus' name. We must be baptized in the name of Jesus. You say, Brother Landon, are you saying there is no other way but your way? No, I'm saying there's no other way but His way. There may be a preacher down the road who baptizes differently. There may be someone else who doesn't invoke the name of Jesus at all. There may be a church down the road that doesn't think that it's necessary and essential. 
But that's not this church. And that's not this preacher. And that is not what the word of God says. But if I read this word and align myself with this word, you will find the only way is baptizing in the name of Jesus. He said, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other salvation under heaven given among men whereby we must, we must be saved. I'm not trying to diminish anyone else or tear anyone else's gospel down. But if I am going to know I am saved, then I better do it by the book. I better open the word of God and say, how do I be saved? How do I make sure I'm ready? How do I make sure my life is right? And I've got to apply it by the word of God. You've ever bought anything that required instructions to put together and you just cast it aside and thought, no, I, I see the wood, I see the nails and the screws and the bolts and, and I know what it looks like and I know what it's supposed to do and I think I could put something together here. And you just made in your mind that you were going to do it yourself. And you took this and you nailed it here and you took this and bolted it here and, and you took this part and you didn't know if it went this way or that way. But you, you discarded the, the instructions so now you're finished and it looks nothing like what it was supposed to look like. And now you're mad at your wife and you're mad at your neighbor and, and you're mad at everybody else and the people who made it and you're saying, well this is ridiculous. When all it would have taken is you to look at the book and open it up and say, okay, now what do I need to do? Okay, I need to make sure I repent. Okay, I need to make sure that I do this next and, and make sure my heart is right. I need to make sure I'm baptized in Jesus' name and, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I need to make sure that I'm holy for He is holy. I need to make sure that I'm living a godly life and, and pure and holy hands are lifted high. I've got to make sure I'm doing it by the book. And if I do it by the book, then everything's going to fall into place. Now, there may be times you struggle. There may be times it takes some other people to come because it's heavy lifting involved. And other people got to get along beside you and help you pick this piece up. It may take somebody else coming along that's been there and done that before. An elder that can come beside you and say, here, let me show you this. This piece goes right here. This part is this is how it happens. I, I know right now it doesn't seem like it fits, but when it's all done, you're going to see it and it's going to be beautiful. Romans 6 says, know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Mark 16, he said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who believes not will be condemned. Acts 8 and 12, but when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. 8.16 says, for as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts 10.48, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Acts 19.5, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts 22.16, and now why are 
are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. There are a lot of people who baptize a lot of different ways. But if I'm going to do it according to the word of God, if I'm going to do it in line with what he said, not what others say, then I need to make sure it's done the way they did it. And they did it in Jesus' name. There is no other name by which I am saved. The only reference in scripture that even brings up baptism in Father, Son, Holy Ghost says baptizing them in the name. Now I am not an English professor, but I am certain that the name means singular. One. One name. Why are you saying all of this on a Wednesday night? Because I want someone to know. I want someone who's been praying and seeking and longing for more. Who has said, I must be saved. To know that there is a truth that has stood the test of time. There is a truth that we hold on to today. That has been around from generation to generation. It's a truth that will give you an assurance. And that is this infallible word of God. He said you're to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts was not reserved for those in an upper room. Simply believing is great, but believing is not enough. For Acts 19, it says, And it came to pass that while Paulos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost Since you believed, since you believed, have you received the Holy Ghost? And they said unto him, we haven't even heard of whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, then unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. You hear me tonight, my speaking in tongues is not so I get a cool certificate that says I got it. My speaking in tongues is an outward expression of something that has happened on the inside. It's what happens when God enters into my spirit and says now I'm going to dwell here and your body is going to be my dwelling place it's so that I know because you know I I don't speak certain languages and somewhere during me seeking the Holy Ghost and I'm praying earnestly and I'm saying God I need you I want you to feel me somewhere in that moment God begins to move and get a hold of me and he takes hold of that unruly member that tongue that I cannot control and God says I'm fixing to control it I'm fixing to use it and I'm going to speak in another language through you so that you know that This is not me. I don't know this language. I don't know how this is happening. I have no control over what's taking place in my life right now. I know for certain that something has just happened inside of me. 
that the world did not give me, that mom and dad did not give me in genetics, but it was some transforming power of the Almighty God that got a hold of my spirit, and He has filled me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You see, it's not a matter of opinion. For Jesus told Nicodemus, it's very simple. If you want to see the kingdom of God, or if you want to enter the kingdom of God, you must, you must be born of the water, which is baptism, and of the Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost. The only way you know you've got it is if you have received the gift of the Holy Ghost as what was preached in the book of Acts with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Again, I'm not here to debate. I'm not here to shame or slander anyone else or their opinion or their beliefs. But if we have it, we ought to shout it and declare that we've got it. And I've come to tell somebody tonight, I've got it. Like the old song says, I've got it, I've got it. I've got it, I've got it. There's something about the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I've got it. Not because I read about it, but because I have experienced it for myself. And you hear me, this is not just a belief. This is not an opinion tonight. This is a truth. And when my soul is on the line, I don't have time to just follow after opinions. I don't have time to follow after a way. I don't have time to even follow after a way that seems right. I've got to know. I've got to know that it's the right road. I've got to know that I'm on the right path. I've got to know that I've done everything I can to be saved. I've got to know that what I'm telling my children is truth. I've got to be assured. I've got to know it for myself. This is right. This is holy. This is pure. I'm persuaded. I'm confident. I am convinced this is it. But Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So you see, I'm not interested in a way that seems right. I've got to have more than that when it's my soul on the line. I've got to speak more boldly to my children about these truths because their souls are on the line. If I know that what I'm living is truth, and I do tonight, and I pray that you do as well, then you ought to open this book. And don't just read them cute little bedtime stories, but you ought to tell them the word of the Lord as if you know it because you do. And say, this is what we've got to do to be saved. Don't wait until you think they can figure it all out. I still don't have it all figured out. But just start teaching them the simple truths that they can understand. Jesus loves you. There is only one God. He said we've got to repent and be baptized and feel 
filled with the Holy Ghost. Start telling them what it takes to be saved. Start telling them how to be kind and love one another. And tell them, Jesus said, they will know we are His disciples by the way we love one another. Every person that's black, white, yellow, and brown, how you treat them matters. How you love for them and care for them matters. Those are things you can tell your children right now that will make a lasting impression. Deuteronomy 6 says, Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whither you go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, that thou and thy son and thy son's son all the days of thy life and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently, diligently. Be intentional when you sit down with your children. Be intentional when you're praying in your home. Be intentional when you're talking to them about the things of God and make sure you're lifting up God and not murmuring in the tent, but rather singing the praises of Him who's called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. He says, Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and Shout talk of them when you sit down in your home, when you're walking by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Talk about Him. Talk about the faithfulness of God. Talk about the goodness of God. Talk about all that He's done for you. He said, And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Why? Why don't we just let their Sunday school teachers tell them that on Sunday. Why not let the iKids group let them know about all this stuff on Wednesday night? Because their souls are on the line and they must be saved. When others come into the house of God or into your circle or perhaps into your neighborhood, we've got to declare it louder than ever before because their soul is also on the line. I'm not afraid to talk about this tonight because I know that it's truth. And if you believe that tonight, I wish somebody would type amen. I wish somebody would shout it in your home right now. Amen. I agree. I join together and I believe it. In a time where everyone wants to share their opinion, I want to share truth. I want to share facts and say I've got proof. I'm living proof. I've tested it for myself. I've handled it for myself and I know that it's real. The reality is when we read the book of Acts and we we see them pricked in their hearts and ask, what shall we do? What do I have to do to be saved? It should not be a question of whether or not someone does it or not. It should be a must. Salvation does not happen by accident. 
It's intentional on God's part as the giver. And it's intentional on my part as the receiver. This is not Coke or Dr. Pepper. This is not mustard or mayonnaise. This is not Southern Gospel or Black Gospel. This is not Baptist or Pentecostal. The way I see it and the way that I pray you see it tonight. There's not multiple forks in the road and I'm torn and and I'm pulling my hair saying, which way do I go? Which path do I take? The way that I see it tonight and I pray you see it is there is only one option I can look at. There is only one thing I have to say and that is I must be saved at all cost. I've got to be saved. There are no other options. It's not multiple choices here for he said he is the vine he is the bread of life he is the bright and morning star he said i am the door he said i am the living water the lion of the tribe of judah the light of the world he told his disciples you'll know how to get there because you know the way not the ways he said you'll know the way and they said, well, how, how Thomas, how, how will we know the way, God? We, we don't know where you're going. We don't know where, where it is that you're leaving us to go to. And Jesus said, you've known me, and I am the way. My only option tonight is Jesus. My only option is I must be saved. God, I may never drive the car that I want, but I must be saved. God, my marriage may never be perfect like so-and-so's, God, but I must be saved. And my spouse has got to be saved. God, my children, they're not perfect angels. God, but they must be saved. God, whatever I've got to do. God, whatever we've got to do in this hour... To make sure our hearts are right. God, I want to do it. And I want to live it. And I want to breathe it. God, when my children wake up in the morning. And when they lay their head down at night. God, let me instill this truth into them. God, when I'm walking into my home from a long day at work. Let me walk in rejoicing with my family. God, doing all that I know to do. Praying. Seeking your face, seeking your will, God. I've got to be saved. God, I may not always have the things that I thought I would have. God, I may come to the end of this life and realize all the things I wanted is not there. God, but if I'm saved, it'll be worth it all. If I hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. God, that's all that truly matters. God is, I must, I must be saved. I must be saved. Isn't this a message you should have saved for a Sunday when we're at church, Brother Landon, and we can all come to the altar and pray? Listen, I'm just sharing what I felt so strongly to share with some of you tonight. There were other things I could have said, but this is what the Lord sent me with tonight. And when I tell you I've been so burdened by it all day, I must be saved. You must be saved. Somebody out there watching, perhaps you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost before. And in your heart tonight, you're saying, yes, preacher, I must be saved. Would somebody teach me a Bible study? Would somebody tell me what it takes? Because I want to know how to be saved. 
The reality is it should not matter where we are, who we're with, or what time it is. We must be saved. And if I think that this building is the only place I can find salvation, I'm very wrong. Now don't get me wrong tonight, I'm not saying you do not need to come to the house of God and you don't need this place. We all need this place. But if church is the only place that I'm praying, then I'm in trouble. If the church is the only place I expect to see a miracle, if the building is the only place I think I can see revival, if the church is the only place I think God can speak to me, then something is very wrong with my thinking. We don't have time to question what we believe. We don't have time to figure it out later. For the jailer asked the question, What must I do to be saved? Because he knew in that moment when he was about to take his own life, because he had had fear crept in, and he was that close to ending it all and it being over, And had he put that sword into himself and died, he would have died lost. And in that quick moment, something got a hold of him. And when he heard that they were still there and he heard that they were in there, he went falling before them, saying, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to obtain this salvation? And they said, you've got to believe on the Lord and you shall be saved. They spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. You want to know how to be saved tonight? Read his word. It's so much more than just believing. For if it was just believing, they would have said, all you've got to do is believe on the Lord and you shall be saved. But there's a verse after that that says they spake unto him the word of the Lord. And that word is repent and be baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. See, time is wrapping up and I I love all of you so much. Even if I don't know you tonight and you're watching online, I plead with you. Make sure that you're saved. Make sure you're doing all that you can, Father, to make sure your home is a safe place. Make sure you're praying every day for your spouse and for your children. Make sure you're doing all that you can. Not because a man told you so. Not because a preacher told you so. But because you've got that burning desire in your heart. And you want to be saved. I wish I had the time tonight to dig deeper. I wish I had the time to share more. Because even after that. The Bible said with many other words did he testify and exhort. You see, there are more words and more verses in the Bible that give life and share hope. But tonight, I wish you would kneel down right where you are in your home. Right where you are in your living room, if you're in your bedroom, kneel down beside your bed. And I wish you would kneel down and begin to pray, God, I've got to be saved. God, I've got to make sure my heart is right before you. 
God, I'm not a horrible person. I come to church faithfully and I pay my tithes and I I do all the things that pastor tells us to do and encourage us to do. But God, there's something in my heart tonight, God. And I just want to kneel down right here in your presence, God, and say, I'm sorry. Would you forgive me, Lord, for that act of bitterness, God, that crept in, that anger and frustration, God, that, that, that lying spirit that got a hold of me. God, that thing that popped up, Lord, that I didn't ignore. God, I pray right now that you would forgive me and wash me of it. God, I pray right now that there would be some people here. God, in the sound of my voice, that would hear this word and kneel down right where they are. God, and cry out, I must be saved. I, 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 I can't wait until normal comes back around. I can't wait until we're all back in church together. God, right here in my home, right where I am, God, you are as welcome to move here as you are at Greater Life Church. God, you can move in my bedroom. God, just like you can move there at Greater Life Church. God, I pray your spirit fill every home right now. Give assurance right now to that one that has been worried, that one that has been lost. Oh God, that you've been reaching for. God, tonight as we've bowed down before you, God, crying out, I must be saved. You can fill me with the gift of the Holy Ghost right here and right now. God, maybe I have it, but I haven't broke through in a really long time. God, right now, let what I feel stirring in my spirit break. I want revival at greater life, but God, I declare revival right here in my home. I speak it in my bedroom. I speak it in my living room. I speak it into my children's room right now. Let there be liberty. Let there be freedom. Let the Spirit of the Lord dwell in this place. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. God, there are too many other questions in my mind that distract me. From the only thing I need to know. And that is what shall I do to be saved? Because above all else, that is all that matters is I must be saved. Come on, I wish right now you would lift your hands. Make your home an altar. Make your home a place of worship. And say, God, I've got to be saved. God, I've got to be saved. My wife and my husband, God, they've got to be saved. My children have got to be saved. God, they're not living for you right now, but they've got to be saved. I will go to war with every devil in hell if I have to. I will pray and fast God for days and weeks if I must God but they've got to be saved it's not worth it God to gain all of these other earthly things if I have lost my soul if I've lost my spouse if I've lost my children eternity is too long hell is too hot Oh, and heaven is too sweet for me to miss. Oh, tonight, God, I pray for every home. God, I've got to be saved.
God, it may be Wednesday night. God, we may not be in our comfort zone. God, where we would typically want to be in an altar, in our pew. God, but I pray you would enter into our homes because that's ultimately where you need to be. God, you need to be in my home. God, you need to be in every part of my life. God, not just a Sunday to Wednesday relationship. God, but I need you tonight. I'm going to need you tomorrow. God, and I want to do all that I can to be saved. Praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. I pray you feel the same spirit moving in your home right now. Praise God, praise God, praise God. We're going to cut the broadcast here in just a moment, but I pray that when we do, you would continue to pray in your home. If God's moving in your life right now, let Him continue to work. Let Him continue to move and do what He wants to do tonight. We love you so much. I thank you for for watching with us tonight. I pray that you have felt the presence of God. We love you so much. We look forward to joining with you again this Sunday. God bless you. Have a great night. Amen.